Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Here we go, final play of the game. Lions going for the win. 41 yard field goal attempt. Hash mark left side. McQuaid to snap. There it is. Box the hole. Patterson to kick. It is up and it is good. He got it. That's a victory for the Lions on the final play of the game. And what a game it was. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher, and that was the Detroit Lions Network with the call on their thrilling finish to beat the Los Angeles Unbelievably Chargers. thrilling, an incredible call. It was the second favorite call of the day. Second favorite radio call. Here's the best one. Steven? Season long for Zerline. It's from 53. Powerful late. You'll hear it explode off his foot and hit the middle of the net. Greg Zerline, 35 years old. He's still got it. Greg the leg. That was your favorite call of the weekend. Yeah, it was Mike Tirico. Who can forget where they were when Greg Zerline keeps calling the first quarter of the off 6-3 on to a 16-12 loss? I'll tell you. Oh, look at this. Oh, Oh, look at this. Because my best bet, I had to come up with the best bet for Football Night in America for for this Jets-Raiders game. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a kicker prop, damn it. I'm bringing kicker props to prime time. That's what I did. And you know what Greg the Leg did? He cashed in the first quarter for me. There you go. Fifth straight. Fifth straight, Barry's best bet. Greg the Leg drinks free. uh, Greg Zerline drinks free today, as does the entire Inept Jets offense. Thank you, Connor Rogers. Uh, I think I might go back in to the North red Carolina. Zone. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Great call by you. I'm things. just betting on the Jets kicking field goals is good money I'm, in this economy. Uh, I'm just uh, Greg Zerline had made at least two field goals in five straight prior to last night. Now it's six straight as well. Like it's go. money in the bank. So Connor, when Zach was what did they get to like the 22 yard line on that last drive? So the money line in the market uh, on DraftKings it was minus 110 each side, effectively. And I thought, oh, I feel like the Raiders are going to win this. Did you have confidence in Zach at the end? Uh, I mean, the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in, I think, 36 <laughs> possessions. Yeah. So, mm. confidence is not really the word I would he was uh, moving gravitate the ball toward. He was, he was yeah. moving the ball. And by yeah. the way, they did score a touchdown. Like, Brees Hall scored a touchdown, but see Joe Uzama, the human penalty, like, once he is, again. He is the human penalty. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, like in all seriousness, like, I have so many issues with the Jets, and Zach oh, Wilson is one of them. But, like, in all seriousness, like, no, it, the penalties are unbelievable, yeah. Connor. It's completely undisciplined, and that's not on Zach Wilson. Like, everyone is just – all they're doing is crapping on Zach Wilson, and I get it. 
It's the quarterback position. He had a very high draft capital. He has not played well in some big moments. But again, if Brees Hall, if that touchdown stands, if C.J. Ozama doesn't hold again, like, yeah, it could Jets be a different game. game. Yeah, it could be a different Jets game. Probably win His that game. foot goes out of bounds on the <clears> run <throat> before that, and then obviously the hold against, uh, you know, Uzama against Crosby. And that's the story of the Jets, though. Every time they cross the 50, they get a penalty or take a sack that breaks the back of the drive. And, and that's coaching. Every that's single coaching. Time. That's coaching. That's either – it is either coaching or that is on Joe Douglas because you put right. you put poor players on the field that aren't coachable, that can't have discipline, that don't know how to – like, I mean – I believe – are they the most penalized team in the NFL? Because it wouldn't surprise me if they are. It wouldn't surprise me. I know, I don't know what at they least are. the last three weeks they are by yeah. far. Blake like, will look that really, up. really far. I believe that was sixth on the graphic on NBC last night, but yeah. I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, good news is next two weeks it's <coughs> Buffalo and Miami. Yeah, that'll be fine. So you don't need to yeah. touchdowns against those. Anyway, but they're a thrilling game for the Lions, for the Detroit Lions. Congratulations to them. That was also fun. It was a good comeback victory. And another Segway. tough loss for the Chargers as we get into the Roto <clears> World <throat> player news for all the your Chargers player news. Chargers sort of like the Jets West. Go to NFCSports.com. You are not kidding. High scoring all. Jets West. High scoring yeah, they, Jets they're West. the inverse, right? Yeah, right? They can score a ton of points. They don't play any defense. And once again, though, they just make wild mistakes. The Chargers, this is the fourth loss this season by three points or fewer. Obviously, that's the most in the NFL. The story of this game, guys, is what the Lions running backs were able to do. Jameer Gibbs has 77 yards on 14 carries and two touchdowns. David Montgomery has 12 carries for it's 160 so weird. yards and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs got a couple of bunnies that he popped in, and then here's David Montgomery with burst. Oh, yeah. Breaking through the line. I mean, this is a great duo right here. And for everybody that wants this backfield to gravitate one way, for the Lions actually winning football games, this is the perfect way to handle it, Jay. And the you know, kind of the icing on the cake here is that it also helped to be fantasy-friendly if you had either of these guys starting. Here are their next games, Detroit. <clears throat> Chicago, Green Bay, at New Orleans, at Chicago, Denver, at Minnesota. They so run the table. Like cupcake schedule. Yeah. This team's going to be like 11-3 and three going into the last few weeks, and so these guys are going to continue to get run. I mean, it felt like a miracle whenever the Chargers got off the field yesterday mm. because they got off the field, they forced one punt all day. <laughs> Other than that, they got one stop at the goal line, and then it was just all uh, touchdowns or field goals for Detroit. I think that was the difference is that whenever Detroit were on the field, it just felt like they were going to score every single time. With the Chargers, it felt like Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen needed to do amazing things, which they did for the most part. But this Detroit offense, with the offensive line healthier, coming out of the bye, mm -hmm. I mean, they're just the force at the moment. They are, and I think, I don't know that there's a major takeaway from the running backs other than like what we said on Fantasy Football pregame Sunday morning was, hey, you're starting both guys. We have both guys as top 20 plays, and we were wrong because both guys were top 12 plays is what ended up happening here as well. And I think that's going to be continued. Like, Gibbs over Montgomery, Montgomery over Gibbs. I don't know. If you happen to have both guys on your team, I can't imagine you do. But if you do, you're just starting both, and you're looking great. The positives for Gibbs, four goal line carries against the Chargers. He had zero in every single game that Dave Montgomery played prior to this one. So when they were active, they were going to Montgomery. But they got in close, and they were giving it to Gibbs. How much of that is Gibbs was there, he was on the field, Montgomery's first game back. We trust Gibbs more. I don't know. But it feels like it's going to mix and match. I know people want to point to the fact that, like, 65% of Monty's total yards came on that crazy 75-yard touchdown run, and obviously that's not Dave Montgomery's game. But it's also his first game back. And I do think that, like, Montgomery will be more involved in the in-close rushing, the green zone, the red zone touches as well. So I don't think there's a great takeaway here other than, like, if you have one of these guys... You're in good shape. You feel good. You're happy. Yep. And Exciting. With the, Go Lions. With the pass catches. One pride. 
of Ra St. Brown, or Saint as he is known. He was propelled by his appearance on our show to a, another monster yeah. day with 156 yards and a touchdown. But to me, the right story... Right or die. He's been a very good ride or die. Yeah, it's been when a, you think a, about a some of the other candidates that were pitched to me. Tony, Tony Pollard, Pollard. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Uh, Anthony Richardson. Justin Herbert. not yeah. his fault, but like... I gave you Bijan, which has kind of been... You gave me Bijan. Yeah. Justin Herbert's been up and down. Yeah. He's quietly getting his numbers, Bijan, but it's not, not been pretty. Well, I mean, I'm, let me put it this way. I'm very... You could much, have made the right choice. Yeah. Despite, Gibbs, by the way, Gibbs was pitched to me as well, and it, like it's, it's coming together now, but like the first four or five... Yep. Just before we move Justin off this Fields, game, Keenan Allen, who left the game with an injury mm-hmm. um, midway through, I think in the third quarter, then he comes back. Dead. I mean, he's just an absolute <clears> monster, <throat> 175 yards and two touchdowns. His stats on the year, he's been a top five wide receiver in the NFL, and his stats underselling because Herbert missed him on a ton of passes against Kansas City and Dallas. So, uh, yeah, 40 and a half fantasy points for Keenan he, Allen. He's been great. I mean, there are a lot of things going in his benefit. First off, he's just a great player, right? So that, there's that. Plus, because of the injuries early in the season to Austin Eckler, Mike Williams being out for the year, the fact that they their defense has been, I'll be kind and just say inconsistent, they've gotten to a lot more shootouts. Uh, and so Keenan Allen is really like all they have in many ways. This year, he's got a 31% target share. <laughs> 31% target share. He's averaging over eight receptions per game. That's second most in the NFL. He's the only guy. He's the only guy that has multiple games this year with 40 or more fantasy points. Last uh, Yesterday was one of them as well. Narrowly, narrowly edging out my guy eight. The Cowboys duo at two and three. Yeah. Well, before we actually move off of this one, Connor, what did you think of Quentin Johnson yesterday? I mean, making progress and getting more comfortable in the offense. I think it's just it kind of shows the player that he was drafted to be where you knew there was going to be time. And to be fair to the Chargers, they took a gamble on the ceiling of Quentin Johnson because they had Mike Williams and Josh Palmer to supplement Keenan Allen. And then you see how quickly the rug kind of gets pulled out from under you, Jay. So with Quentin Johnson, I mean, there's some growing signs at least. Got in the end zone. Yeah, he got in the end zone. But overall, it's just he's not – look at Keenan Allen's volume. That kind of tells you everything to know where they're not leaning on him as a true number two yet. Justin Herbert threw the ball 40 times yesterday, and Quentin Johnson got four targets. That's – Caught all four of them. He did catch all four of them. But I mean, there's progress. he got less targets than Jalen Guyton. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. No, I, I'm, I mean, you know what I mean? Jalen Guyton had six targets. Jalen Guyton, by the way, also got in the end zone, 441. Jalen Guyton had a better fantasy day than Quentin Johnson, and then we're not going to talk tomorrow about you need to go rush and get Jalen Guyton. No. Yeah, I'm still not starting Quentin Johnson. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. It's, it's a fairly narrow. It's Eckler, it's Keenan Allen, it's Justin Herbert. That's right. what you're starting on the Chargers as well. As long as Parham and Everett are healthy, they're basically canceling each other out. Let's move over to the Texans <clears throat> against the Bengals. A massive win. Did we mention how good Amon Ross St. Brown was? We did. Yeah, we Are did. you sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. top five wide receiver finish. Because yeah. he was my fantasy die. ride or die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well people that riding. know him call him Saint. Saint. Yeah. Well, he just said people who know him. But he said so Amon Ra. He also, you know, Amon. Amon yeah, everything like Amon that. Amon Ross St. Brown. I just call him my ride or die. I call him a friend of the podcast. And it's just worth noting that in every game that Amon Ra St. Brown has played, since he's appeared on his podcast, yes, he's, he's averaged over 30 fantasy points per <laughs> yeah. game. He's averaged over 100 receiving yards. He's uh, been a top three fantasy wide receiver in every single game. 
that he's played in since appearing on our show. An improvement for uh, Raheem Mostert's appearance where 30 minutes after he got off the air with us, uh, they traded for Jeff Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that is correct. Only way is up. A tough one. All right, looking over at the Texans who, you know, they beat the Bengals. Massive win. The storyline of this game, C.J. Stroud, once again, the first rookie since Cam Newton with 350-plus passing yards in consecutive games. Stroud goes for 356 and a touchdown. He does throw a pick. Uh, he also adds a score on the ground here, Jay. Stroud was already a lock on the market for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but now when you look at him, he's trying to show that he's already one of the top young quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, he's been a monster. I would call like people are talking about C.J. Stroud for MVP. Like, three games ago, he got like beaten up by the Panthers. Yeah, like, relax. I don't think he's going to be this guy going forward, but he is incredible. He's having maybe the greatest rookie season uh, of all time by a quarterback. So, certainly... Uh, he is amazing. And this Bengals defense really is not very good at the moment. Trey Hendrickson's hyperextended his knee. Sam Hubbard was out. So I think, look, there's a few fantasy takeaways from this game, but I think a big one is that the Bengals defense is not scary at the moment. It, that's correct. But I'm just curious, Go moving forward for a second, Texans are now 5-4. and four. Yeah. Jacksonville just got their butts kicked by San Francisco. The Colts, like, okay, whatever. They managed to beat the Patriots, right? And the Titans are done. If the Texans make the playoffs this year. What's a better bet? C.J. Stroud for MVP or D'Amico Ryans for Coach of the Year? D'Amico. D'Amico for me as well. Like, the thing is with MVP, and this is why I was so against Joe Burrow being, having such short MVP odds, and he still does, is that it's a full season award. And like, Stroud has games on his resume. Like, he was 16 or 24 and did nothing against the Panthers. He did nothing against the Ravens in week one. It's just we're focusing on these last two weeks. Like, Joe Burrow has a 0% chance to win MVP now, just about. Stroud will have his lumps. He will take, he will not throw for 350 yards every single game. I think that their award will be Stroud Offensive Rookie of the Year. The thing with Ryans, too, is that he's a defensive coach and they don't have a great defense. Like, it's CJ Stroud's team to me. Uh, And I think, ultimately, it'll be Dan Campbell or our man Kevin O'Connell for Coach of the Year. Yeah, I I would agree with that. But I'm also curious, by the way, like, who is MVP? Because I have to tell you something. If he wasn't named Patrick Mahomes and you just looked at the numbers, like... Like, well, I think your MVP is going to be the winner of that Monday night football game next week, which is an epic of Philadelphia at Kansas City. The thing with Mahomes is that you're projecting that he's going to get better the rest of the way because he's Patrick Mahomes. And it's not like his stats are bad. It's just they're not elite, but they should get better as the season goes on. He's got a lot he's of just matchups. He just hasn't been great the last couple of weeks. Mahomes hasn't been. You know what I mean? It's actually been the defense that's bailed him out. Yep. Like, again, we have to – we grade Mahomes on a curve because he's Mahomes and he's so brilliant. And so, like, he gets judged harsher than – normal quarterbacks, you know what I mean? But yep. he hasn't been up to Mahomesian levels the last couple of weeks, I guess is the way I would put it. Yep, Lamar Jackson on a great day either yesterday. How about Brutal. Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett? Yeah, right. Did they got a one seed? I don't know. AJ we'll Brown still hanging All around right. in there. But uh, like, just to finish up this game here, I, Stroud, absolutely terrific. Again, locked in as a, as a QB1 the rest of the way. Like, he's had at least 19 fantasy points in the majority of his game so far this year. He leads the NFL in passing yards per game as well. And he did this all without Nico Collins. To me, I mean, the takeaway is, fine, he had a bad day on the road at Carolina. But uh, when you think about the fact that they play Arizona at home, a Jaguars defense that suddenly doesn't look nearly as scary. Then home to Denver. They've got three straight home games, and then they're at the Jets, and we'll see what the Jets are like a month from now. But uh, I don't see any reason why C.J. Stroud doesn't continue his run. Tank Dell, I think the biggest two takeaways here for me were Devin Singletary and Noah Brown. We, we always knew Tank Dell was a thing. We liked Noah Brown as a sleeper. We talked about him on Fantasy Football pregame. I tweeted it out when Nico Collins was out, but, like, 
Did I expect him to have a second straight game with over 150 receiving yards? I didn't. Like, no Brown is – like, if they're going to be this pass-heavy, Jay. Yeah. Like, I mean – You're a big we'll Noah talk, Brown guy, aren't you? Well, he's overtaken that slot role on a team that is going to run terrifically. And, like, again, like, uh, we'll, when we get into the waivers tomorrow, I'm sure we're going to mention Noah Brown again. They play Arizona. Yeah. They're home to Arizona. Yep, five-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Just last thing before we move off, mm. just with the MVP thing, you know is the best stats of anyone by now in terms of the advanced quarterback stats is Brock Purdy. And he has a stench on him at the moment. If he beats Philadelphia in a couple of weeks in Philly and he beats the Ravens in prime time mm. all of a sudden, I would not yeah, write him off. He's, he's 30 to 1. And he's on, I think, the best team in football and he has the best stats. Yeah. Um, huge game for Devin Singletary. We'll see if Damian Pierce comes back here. But this is another one where I don't know that you uh, put that genie back in the bottle. Like, he ran well. Motor Singletary ran like a young Matthew Berry out there. Motor Berry. <laughs> That's, That's what everyone's saying. That's what everyone's saying. you got to stop saying that. Um, the volume was just insane. Too. Well, some people, not me, I'm not saying it, but some people are saying that. But as you see the highlights here, like, he's running with authority. He's running downhill, as they like to say. That's Connor. what they say. Motoring downhill. Yeah, motoring downhill. And again, Arizona, you know, I mean, uh, again, you know, Arizona, next, next up, it's a really nice run schedule uh, coming up the rest of the way uh, as well. Jacksonville, Denver, like, you know, yeah. Motor Singletary, you know, back on the legit flex play. Yep. Like, I, I, if, for somebody who has a lot of Damian Pierce's here, I'm nervous because I don't think he gets the job back even when he comes back. Like, it feels like it'll probably be like 65-35 in favor of Singletary after it, this performance. It's the first time all season they've run the ball at all, so I don't think yeah. they're going to go away from that. On the Bengals' side of it, you know, we kind of sat here and wondered what it would look like with the injuries they've dealt with at wide receiver. A big day for Tyler Boyd. He catched 8 of 12 targets for 117 yards. As you see the Bengals' But he didn't catch the one that leaders. counted. No yeah, that was, that was it. He, he loses the touchdown on one he really should have had. Trenton Irwin gets a touchdown in mm. this game. Um, but, yeah, you're right, Barry. That separated a good day from him being one of the best wide receivers in fantasy this week if he just catches that touchdown. Very quietly, he's had over 13 fantasy points now in three of the past four games. 30% target share with Jamar Chase coming into the game at less than 100%. Chase still had a monster game because, you know, he's Jamar Chase. But um, it does feel like that should T. Higgins miss their next game and they play Thursday night against Baltimore. So, it's you know, it's a short turnaround here. You could see a, a scenario where Boyd gets some run against uh, the Ravens as well if T. Higgins can't make it back for Thursday. Yeah, and T. Higgins injury, that's not usually a 10-day thing. But who knows? Maybe he'll get up and play. If he doesn't, then Boyd and Chase. Even against that Ravens defense, which doesn't look as fierce as more mm -hmm. uh, anymore because the Browns move the ball and we'll, we'll get <coughs> to that. But uh, certainly Jamar Chase uh, is just an absolute monster, even with a bad back, 5 for 124 and a touchdown. Speaking of that Ravens team, they blow a pretty big lead against the Browns. This is the Browns' first win after trailing by 14-plus points since 2018. Lamar Jackson, not a lot happening for Lamar in this game. Only completed 13 of 23 passes for 223 yards. He has one touchdown, throws two picks. Obviously, the crushing tip pick to Greg Newsom towards the end of the game really set this Browns' comeback fully in motion. So with Lamar right now, I mean, I just got to ask you, Barry, the concern level going forward, he is Massive. Had, right? I mean, this is about three straight weeks of being um, not Lamar Jackson that we're used to in fantasy, barely even a starting quarterback right now in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, he's had under 15 fantasy points in three straight games. To give you an idea of how bad it is, there have been three games this year, literally three, where he's had more than one touchdown passes. He's had three games this year where he's had more than one touchdown pass. He'll always get you the rushing. He gets 41 in this game as well. 
but you see it there on your screen in terms of 13 fantasy points, 11-5, 12. He had the huge game against the Lions, 17 fine, but then 9.9 against the Steelers. Like in the last five, last six games, he's had one good game, one awesome game, and four you gotta be kidding me games, yeah. which is just absolutely brutal. Give you a comparison here. Among the quarterbacks with more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson uh, in Week 10, Zach Wilson, oh. Tommy DeVito. That's, yeah. I mean, you said I mean, I'm just like you'd have been better off starting Tommy DeVito or Zach Wilson than Lamar Jackson crazy. yesterday, which again is crazy. All that said, we just talked about it. They're at home on Thursday night against a Bengals defense that suddenly looks pretty vulnerable, especially if Hendrickson is out. Yep. And the thing with Lamar, too, you but, said one good game in the past mm-hmm. six weeks. It's one good game all season. That's the only time yeah. he's gone off was that Detroit game where he looked amazing. And he won every midseason awards MVP, Colin, because he's sure, Lamar sure. Jackson and the team was rolling. He hasn't been that good this season. And now a lot of that is drops. And if they just caught passes, particularly against Pittsburgh, his stats do look different. But at the same time, it just hasn't really clicked on the, in this Todd Munkin offense yet. They, they've, been, they've been playing really great defense, like elite defense. And they're running the ball well, yeah. right? And which leads us to the fact that, like, hey, Keaton Mitchell, poster boy, Michael Michael Smith's poster boy of fantasy football pregame. That we, you know, we had fun with it just because he's been talking about him for so long. But you know, um, so shout out to Michael as well. Um, but Keaton Mitchell, look, here's a concern on Keaton Mitchell. Each of the last two games, he's had below a 25% snap rate. He's had under 25% of the team rushes. We've seen the big plays. We've seen the explosiveness. But the volume hasn't been there. Like, how sustainable is this production given the workload? But, Connor, the argument is when you produce like this, you earn more playing time. Exactly. You think the volume goes up. I mean, the fact he had four touches in this game, Barry, and he still went over 60 total yards and gets the touchdown, how explosive he is on an offense that – for as good as the Ravens are this year, there are still things they're really trying to figure out on offense. And having that speed threat, not just screens to Zay Flowers, but having that speed threat out of the backfield is one of them. And every time Keaton Mitchell touches the ball, it feels like everybody pauses. Like, what is he going to do now? It feels kind of like a more subtle version of Devon A. Chan when he touches the ball. Where you're looking at it and going, like, what is he going to do Absolutely. now? When so he, he beats guys to the edge, it's, it's all He's over. Yeah. But the thing with Lamar, I think, is that he has four carries this season inside the five. And Gus Edwards has 10, and Justice Hill has 3. And it just feels like every time they're getting close, they're giving it to those guys. And Lamar's just missing that touchdown uh, equity that can increase his stats. Maybe it's, I wonder if it's, maybe it's Munkin's philosophy. Maybe it's like, hey, listen, we're paying you, you know, whatever, a quarter billion dollars or whatever it is his contract is. And they're like, you know, we, that's why we have Gus Edwards. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and by the way, and, and in fairness to Gus, Gus has been really effective. That's the thing. Like, why are we going to risk, why are we going to risk injury to our franchise when we can, you know, send Gus Edwards in there. Uh, on Keith Mitchell, it does feel like he's kind of surpassed Justice Hill for the RB2 spot on Baltimore, but it feels, and we'll talk more about him tomorrow as well, but it also feels like um, you know, Gus Edwards is still the main running back that you want on Baltimore, but th- they've had success running the ball, and they haven't had a ton with Lamar, so it feels like more of the same coming up. I, I'm still going back to Lamar um, – against Cincinnati, but he is no longer must-start. I don't even look at who else I have available to me or who else might be on the waiver wire. Like, he's no longer in that territory. He can't be. Again, he's, he's been bad for the last six games. He's not what you drafted him to be, which is mind-boggling. 
On the Browns side of things, Amari <laughs> Cooper, six catches, 98 yards, and what was a big second half for Deshaun Watson in this game, Jay. And Jerome Ford, 17 carries. He tops 100 yards as well. So for the guys that you're starting from the Browns offense, they produce. To me, the big story is two big stories. One, Jerome Ford was excellent, and the fact mm-hmm. that they were able to run the ball against Baltimore's yep. front is very encouraging. But the big thing to me is that Deshaun Watson, even though he statistically wasn't great and he had the bad pick six, to me, he looked athletic and more athletic than he's looked at any time in his time in Cleveland. He was running even with the ankle, and he was just had more zip on the ball. He was trying deep shots. He was ripping 14-yard passes. I thought that Deshaun looked good. And that bodes well for them the rest of the year. And it bodes specifically well for Amari Cooper, who had another good game with Deshaun Watson under center. When Deshaun Watson under center, you know, Amari Cooper averages, I think, close to 10 points more than, than he does without Deshaun Watson. Maybe it's like eight or nine. But in essence, that's good news for Amari Cooper, who's like a top 15-ish wide receiver, as long as Watson's under the center. And then to your point about Ford, 43 touches over the past two games. Yes, Kareem Hunt gets into the end zone again, but the Browns running back you want is Jerome Ford. Moving over to Saints-Vikings. The Vikings have the longest active winning streak in the NFL. That is five games. Weeks ago, Barry said, take the long, long shot odds on Kevin O'Connell, coach of the year. That's looking really, really good. 60 to 1 at the time. Uh, Josh Dobbs has had a huge part in this over the last two games. I put $10,000 down on that, <laughs> too, so I'm feeling really good. You might not even have to come back to the no. show next season if you don't feel like it. 100%. The story of Josh Dobbs 100%. continues. I mean, completes 23 of 34 passes, 268 yards, touchdown. The rushing continues to be a thing for him, 44 rushing yards and another rushing touchdown. And his favorite target in this one, while Justin Jefferson works his way back, was TJ Hawkinson. He catches 11 passes, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Um, so just a, a monster day for the Minnesota offense and the resurgence this team has had. They lose Kirk Cousins and the energy Josh Dobbs has brought has made the Vikings a very relevant fantasy offense again. And, and there was a report last night talking about how Hawkinson and Dobbs worked out in the offseason together. So like that they're, they're buddies prior to Dobbs coming to Minnesota. So the fact that by the way, Hawkinson's also really good. Yeah, so, you know, and, and Dobbs is very smart. So it makes <laughs> sense that he's going to get him here. But yeah. Josh Dobbs enters Monday Night Football as the third-best quarterback in fantasy. Over his last three games, he's the fifth-best quarterback in fantasy. We talked about him on fantasy football pregame. We've talked about him a lot since he, since he honestly came onto the scene in, like, week two in Arizona. We're like, because of the rushing, he keeps it up there. And, like, just like, – I will tell you this. In our show league, Jay's team is fraudulent. Yes. But – but one of the reasons you've been able to... <laughs> Dummy. Du- you know, dumb to, father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the ways you wait to weasel your way to like seven wins in our uh, league is thanks to Josh Dobbs. Yeah, well, we were talking about beforehand. My team was built around the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, which is terrible, but I've taken on the identity of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Find where a I've been a fraudulent three-loss team, <laughs> and it's basically Steelers and Josh Dobbs. And Josh Dobbs is really uh, carrying me at the moment. But. I do think Josh Dobbs is not fraudulent, though. At least 40 rushing yards in four of the past five games and seven to ten games a season. The rushing with him is real. It's a pass-friendly offense. That is real. And he's got some weapons in Hawkinson and Addison. And oh, by the way, a big next week, coming back. Yeah. Justin Jefferson should return. So it'll help. I think if you have Justin Jefferson, I think you can feel confident. By the way, we talked about we talked about the Vikings' upcoming schedule as part of the Kevin O'Connell for Coach of the Year conversation. Like you have a QB one on your team. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, like I'm just you know I'm I'm doing it with smoke and mirrors. Like Josh Dobbs is a legit QB one streamer 
the rest of the way. Yep, I agree. And to me, when he's throwing to Hawkinson, it reminds me of Brock Purdy throwing to Brandon Ayuk, where they just have this chemistry, the touchdown over the middle, over the linebacker before the safety gets there. I think it was a good indication of that. But what do you think of Dobbs, Connor? Do you think this is going to last? Or what, what were his flaws? Like, why has he failed in the past? Honestly, decision-making early on in his career, even when he played for Tennessee, it just felt like he'd have that bonehead throw or yep. bonehead mistake that was too common that would kind of be a backbreaking play. And it feels like... He started to limit those. He's getting more playing time. But the improvising has totally yes. changed his game. The threat of him consistently as a runner has opened things up for him as a scrambling thrower. And now he's in an offense where he's got weapons. And when Justin Jefferson returns, forget it. But he's confident in throwing to Hawkinson. We saw when we'll get into the varied run game here in just a second. Dobbs is a playmaker in a league with a coach that understands how to utilize a playmaker. This isn't just a static drop-back passing offense yeah. anymore. He went to Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger's there. He's, he's obviously going to uh, offset Roethlisberger. Then he gets traded, I want to say, to Atlanta off the top of my head. I, he went somewhere else. and then, yeah. But then in Tennessee, Tennessee, he gets traded like, you know, like two, he's got two weeks to yep. like, again, same sort of thing. And that offense wasn't predicated in the way that with Arizona, maybe like it's, it's one thing like, hey, you just got here. And, and with Tennessee, that was like Josh Dobbs is like first – you know, real shot, and yeah. the playoffs are on the Save line, us. and it's a, it's, a, um, it's a very conservative offense. Then he goes to Arizona. He was in Cleveland's camp, and they're like, we're going with Deshaun, and we like DTR as a backup, so we'll ship you off to Arizona. Arizona, like, you know, that's a rebuilding team, and maybe Josh Dobbs is like, F it, man. I'm just going to do what I want here because, like, it is what He had is. them overachieving. Overachieving, and by the way, that's an offense obviously built around a mobile quarterback in Kyler Murray, and so – you know, I don't know, maybe there was just more room to improvise, and we saw, like, oh, okay. And just getting more reps. Josh Dobbs is a baller, man. Yep, he is. And I think also a fun follow on TikTok. Yeah, oh, I saw yes. that, yeah. I think Content the, machine. I think a two or three pick game is going to come at some point just because of the decisions he makes, but the rushing gives you such a high floor, and yeah. he is pulling the trigger on these touchdown passes as well. The Vikings' backfield, Alexander Madison only had eight carries in this game. He exited in the third quarter with a concussion. Ty Chandler gets a touchdown, so actually a decent day for Ty Chandler on the ground in this one. He had 15 carries for 44 yards, most importantly that touchdown. I don't know what you guys think. When Ty Chandler gets opportunities, I actually think he looks pretty explosive. It makes you wonder why they just completely buried him the first two months of the season. And, by the way, and, like, the Jets bailed on him, too. Like, I right? I mean, like, I... I forget his career career path. I mean, once again, not an opportunity. So... (laughs) Uh, well, listen, he's going to get an opportunity now. We'll see if Madison can clear the concussion protocol. But prior to Alexander going out, Chandler had 30, was playing 35% of the snaps. He had 35% of the team's rushes. We'll talk about him more tomorrow during the waiver yes. wire. But he'll be a popular pickup, especially, obviously, if Madison can't go uh, when the Vikings play Denver right here on Sunday Night Football. On NBC and Peacock, I'm a company man. Actually, Josh a compelling Dobbs. game now. now Jefferson. A, yes. I, yeah. Jefferson's return, Josh Dobbs, and we'll see what happens to Denver tonight. Again. I don't think this is a given that Buffalo wins this game tonight. Denver out of the oh. bye, like they've looked better the last couple of weeks. Buffalo has some issues. I have, uh, earlier in the week, I was able to grab Denver plus 7.5, which yeah. I like quite a bit. Yeah, now it's down to 7. Yes. Yep. On the, on the other side of this game with the Saints, Derek Carr, unfortunately, gets carted off in the third quarter with the right shoulder injury, but... Chris Olave's day salvaged by Jameis Winston coming in and looking like Bucks 30 interception version of Jameis Winston. 88% of Olave's production in this game. 
came when Jameis came into the game. He, I mean, he's the, just out there chucking it, Jay. The thing, though, is the average depth of target with Jameis. Like, he throws it down the field. Chris Olave loves to get down the field. And it seemed like they had a really good connection. This is the best game from Chris Olave in a while. Uh, Michael Thomas gets hurt as well, which helps Chris Olave's target share. This year, when Jameis Winston's been under center, Chris Olave has a 35% target share compared with just 25% for Derek Carr. And... To your point, there is a bit of YOLO to Jameis Winston's game that isn't there with Derek Carr. Now, they're on a bye next week, so we'll see if Carr it comes out healthy two weeks from now when the Saints return to play the Falcons. But I will tell you that, again, you never root for injury. You know you won't. But if you are a Chris Olave manager, you're hoping they make a change at quarterback for whatever reason and that Winston is under center because Olave has been better fantasy-wise with famous Jameis. Our final game here, Falcons-Cardinals. The Falcons have lost three straight mm-hmm. games combined by 10 points. Shout out to Lawrence Jackson. He gave out... Lawrence Jackson-Jackson. Lawrence Moneyline-Jackson. Yeah, Lawrence gave, Moneyline-Jackson. Gave out Cardinals Moneyline yes, in this did. one on Wednesday when we mm-hmm. do our line alerts here. And Kyler Murray comes through. Kyler Murray's return, 19 completions, 249 yards. He throws the pick, but he also has six carries for 33 yards and really aids Trey McBride in the pass game, Jay. I think the key is just that he looked like exactly like Kyler Same Murray. Guy. He looked right. super explosive. He was not afraid to rush the ball. He gets in the end zone for a touchdown. Early drive, he goes for a big run. So I think that he is just all the way back, and you just treat him like he's the Kyler Murray of years past, who was, in previous years, a top-four fantasy quarterback. We've been talking about him for a while, like just saying, like, hey, he's going to come back. This is a guy that's averaged over 20 fantasy points per game throughout his career, including all of last year. Now, I'll say, like, I had him on the hate list this week because I was just like, I want to see it first. You know, I had him at QB 15. He goes into Monday Night Football as QB 11. If Allen and Wilson have big games tonight, he'll be QB 13. And, like, all right, pretty close there. But, um, but like I said, I wanted to see it first before I was willing to just risk him immediately going into my lineup. Well, we saw it. And, Jay, you're 100% right. He looked like Kyler Murray. 54% of his fantasy points came from the rushing, which has always been a big part of his game, NFL-wise and fantasy-wise. And there was no hesitation with him. He was willing to just immediately, like, duck and run. And that was one of the concerns is off the ACL. He hasn't played in almost a year. Will he have concerns and, like, try to be limited in his rushing? Not at all. No. He was Kyler. Uh, on the other side of this for the Falcons, we get what we begged yeah. Arthur Smith for. Trey McBride, by the way. I know yeah. you mentioned him quickly, but... Trey McBride, I just want to mention this, sent, this sentence. There's only the only tight ends that have had multiple games with at least eight receptions and 90 yards this year, Travis Kelsey and Trey McBride. He's in that, um, that top five conversation, right? I mean, in terms of Trey McBride. Like, again, we, without Zach Ertz, they just, he's, a, you know, he's just a total funnel in terms of targets. Tough game uh, for Hollywood Brown, hopefully – better days ahead for him. I thought he would have a uh, better day than he did. And that's what McBride was at Colorado State. He was their offense. I always say this. For a tight end to be the offense in college is insane. It's weird how long it took for Arizona to lean on him. But I'm glad we're here. Not Mm. because Zach Ertz got hurt, but glad for McBride. This is legit. Trey McBride is legit. Very legit. He's a really good pass catcher. On the Falcons side, B. John Robinson gets 22 carries, 95 yards. He gets a touchdown. I just worry, guys, since the Falcons lost this game, does Arthur Smith now get his back way to 11 and go, carries <laughs> and next go week? back to yeah. Johnu Smith, four carries, <laughs> and Desmond Ritter's going to start a quarterback, and on and on and on the cycle goes. I don't know. It's insane. I mean, they're on a bye next week, so we'll see. But um, here the positives are he got two goal line carries. Algiers still got some, too, but he did get two goal line carries. Weeks one through nine, he had two total goal line carries. 
So he, he doubles his season total. I mean, it's, it's all mind-boggling. Like, I, I'm happy the Falcons lost because, you know, obviously I'm anti-Arthur <laughs> Smith here. But I'm glad Bijan I'm, I'm played well with over 100 total yards, 23 touches. When he gets work, he's had six games with 15 or more touches this year. He's averaging over 17 fantasy points per game in those games. When he gets work, he's good, Arthur Smith. Anyway, the reason they lost that game is because of Arthur Smith. Um, this is what I believe happened, I though. Um, for those listening, it's a tweet. While Arthur Smith wasn't looking, Bajon Robinson snuck onto the field and easily scored a rushing touchdown. Parentheses, I'm assuming that's how that happened. It doesn't make sense otherwise. I, I can't imagine <laughs> Arthur Smith said, get in there. Never again. I just assume uh, Bajon did one of these, like, Coach, what's that? <laughs> and then Coach looked around and, went, you know, and they're like, oh, the, yeah. ah, got, he probably he probably went, Coach. What happened to Johnu Smith? And Arthur went like, Sprinted down. What's our what's our goal to go play now? <laughs> and then you know, next thing you know, it was there, and then they scored, and you know, oh boy, whole thing. I mean, it's if awful. he gets if he gets seventeen carries a game, he's the top five running back in fantasy, right? Which yeah. is what you dropped in would be. Just but yeah. we just we just don't know. So back to the drawing board for the Falcons again. They are on a bye, um, but then they come back and play the Saints, the Jets, the Bucks. And the Panthers, so a lot of NFC South action. Yeah, and we'll see what happens with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke with Heineke being injured. Yeah, well, I think you're rooting for Heineke. Let's take a look at the injuries we're tracking. Yeah, Notable Week 10 injuries. Derek Carr, the shoulder, concussion. Deshaun Watson dealing with a lower body injury. Alexander Madison has the concussion. Michael Thomas with the knee. Taylor Heineke with a hamstring injury. Gerald Everett has a back injury. And Jalen Hyatt left the game. Uh, for concussion protocol as well. So some key ones that we will track on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour throughout the week. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that when Hyatt left the game, that was why DeVito struggled. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. You know. Yeah. That's no, when the Cowboys cry. really ran away. Right. It, just, uh, it, was, it was a game, and then, yeah. unfortunately, they lose Hyatt to the concussion, and then just didn't seem like that. had a 16 plan. and a half point spread, a real sweat. We're going to our first break when we're back. That was my bet on Wednesday, Weekend, by the way. Yes, it I was. Said, I said that's way too low. low. Weekend Warriors, low. Sunday it scaries. 17 and a half, and they, right they, they doubled that. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Did, did you do some lobbying to get back out there for the... Uh, oh, yeah, I suck. Everyone else on the team scored. <laughs> except for me. No, I, that you know means a lot to me for them to keep me in at the end of the game there and try to give me that record. But hey, I'll take I'll take a huge win. Weekend Warriors. That was Christian McCaffrey. You heard him. He said, "I suck," because everybody else kind of got a piece of the pie in this offense. Brock Purdy throws for three touchdowns, 295 yards. A big day for the San Francisco offense. A big day. We had a really good early line alert. Now that I think of it, yeah. I had San Francisco. Minus three over yeah, Jacksonville. I, I had Steel as minus three. That covered. We have four. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. It's four. I, had, I yeah. took the Cowboys minus 16 and a half. And, Good job, uh, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lawrence, just, said, uh, Lawrence took uh, money line. Cardinals Arizona. money line. Yeah. There you go. You love We're to see it. You money. And you love, you, to money. S- you love you to see Brock Purdy. You can send 10% of your winnings to NBC Sports here in Stanford, Connecticut. Care of Matthew. Where would that Barry, go? I will, I will dish it out. You, you can trust me. Just send all the winnings to me, and I will distribute it. I'm very trustworthy. Better sharing money than popcorn. Yes, I'm, I'm absolutely. Yeah, keep your hands, your grubby mitts yeah, off my popcorn. I, I wouldn't want a piece of it. Yeah. Big day for Brock Purdy <clears throat> against a tough Jacksonville team. And when you look at Brock Purdy's upcoming schedule here, Matthew, it, you know, Jay kind of alluded to don't rule him out entirely the MVP race. The arrow is pointing back up for Purdy's season all of a sudden. It really is. Look, it. What do you know? Getting good players back helps <laughs> your offense. Difference. He got Trent Williams back. He got Debo Samuel back as well. He's had six games with Debo on the field. He's averaging over 20 fantasy points per game when Debo is out there, including this past week when he got 23.8 against the Swaguars. Uh, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia, two of the next three that he plays, bottom five in pass defense. The other one, the other team he plays, Seattle. I mean, we just saw Sam Howell throw all over them as well. Third straight game with over 270 passing yards as well. Like, yeah, he's back to being a, you know, top 12-ish quarterback. Again, doesn't run a ton, but given the weapons that they have there, this was a dominating performance by the 49ers, and now they're home to Tampa Bay in Week 11. They absolutely trucked Jacksonville. That was yes. embarrassing for the Jags. I mean, some people were shocked that the Jags were only th- – they were three-point dogs at home, that that was probably not enough respect for the Jags because they had a better record than the Niners. Niners are the best team in football, I think, when they're fully healthy. And Purdy, yeah, not only when he has his good players back, is he good? When he's not concussed, he's good as yeah. well. So I think that was a key to it. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised. They, it was so embarrassing for the Jaguars. Such a, to your point, absolute trucking that producer Steven D'Agostino, <laughs> who is a diehard Jaguars fan, I'm surprised he showed his face at work today. <laughs> I thought for sure he was calling in sick and we'd be stuck with Pete. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Pete catching strays. But, you know, we'll have no, no. Pete tomorrow. Steven's We're very stuck much, with Pete tomorrow. Steven's very much on to Tennessee. Yeah, on he's a Tennessee. professional. On to Will Levis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Let's not mess with this Nick Bosa, Chase Young stuff. Let's face Will Levis. Our next one here from the Weekend Warriors, Brian Robinson. He only had eight carries for 38 yards, but this part, Jay, I don't think anybody saw coming. Six catches for 119 yards and one touchdown for Brian Robinson through the air. Yeah, he had a, like a 20-yard touchdown reception towards the end of last yeah. season where he looked amazing on it. And I was like, why, he's got good they, hands. Yeah, why don't they feed him the ball more? Because he's so dangerous well, when he's it, running in space. He had, they basically ran the same play twice, which was, in essence, Howell gets the ball, he rolls to his left, 
and it, and 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 Robinson sort of takes off, and you know he kind of sidearms it to him, and he just um, de- sprints down the sideline. It's, 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 yeah, it's a catch and run ball. Yeah, a catch and run ball. So, and they ran that play twice, and both times it really worked. One was a very long touchdown. Another one was for a big long gain as well. Um, so, you know, one was 51 yards, one was 48 yards. That accounted for 65% of his fantasy points in this game. But the fact is, is that, right, he's a, he is a good pass catcher. They can use him in the game. And here's the thing that's exciting to me. The Giants are up next. Yeah. They're home to the Giants. Now, make no mistake, the Commanders will lose this game because that's the kind <laughs> of team they are. We always lose to the Giants. We always get screwed. Tommy DeVito is going to have the game of his life. Make no mistake about it. But Brian Robinson should be effective against the Giants. You've got to feel great about Sam. I think he's legitimately good. He's a legitimately good quarterback. He's leading the league in passing yards. I know they throw it in an insane rate. By the way, second is CJ Stroud. So good luck if you had a bet on that top two before the season. Could have whatever odds you wanted. But no, he looks legitimately good. By the way, so in uh, our show league, my two quarterbacks are Sam Howell and Jalen Hurts. And I didn't have Jalen Hurts available to me yesterday. And so I don't have a third quarterback. My third quarterback... Um, was actually Tannehill, you know, the 12-team, two-quarterback league. So, and he's gone, and I, you know, because I've been in first place for so long, I didn't have, like, somebody like Levis. It's been hard for me to get people on the waiver wire. And I played Connor head-to-head. Connor had an amazing game, 180 points he puts up. Second highest scoring in the league. <laughs> Second highest, highest scoring, scoring in the league. By a good margin. By a good margin. Like, you put up an unbelievable, and yep. yet? And yet I lost by eight <laughs> points. Well, Eight thanks points. to future Hall of Famer yes. Sam Howell. The story of my season is I beat Connor the week before, but I scored about 130. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> still got the W somehow. Yeah, it's one of those seasons yeah. for me. I, I drag everyone down to my level in the Steelers. Yeah, I don't really, know. really are. I said it at the draft. I don't Canada, know what don't you guys that. should not have let me get. I started off with Hurts, and you shouldn't have let me get my guy eight and my guy. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yeah, you let me get my my ride or die. And my boy eight. I said the same thing about me and Dalton Schultz. You should never let me with Dalton <laughs> Schultz. And then I cut him, unfortunately. I want to ask you a non-fantasy question. Yeah. If the, no, commanders, no, if the commanders move on from Ron Rivera, one, would you give Eric Bieniemy a head coaching look? Or two, would you do everything you possibly can to make sure he stays on as the OC with the new staff? That's a great question. It depends on who the head coach is. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, because here's – like if you get Ben Johnson. Right, that's what I was going to yes. say. Like, one of the guys I kind of want is I want Ben Johnson. Because right. I think Ben Johnson's going to be a head coach next year. Like, he's going to be. And it's right? his offense wherever he it, goes. Right, yeah. exactly. So, but if you got – I don't know. But Mike like, McDonald, the Ravens DC, who's like a hot name right now. Or Jim now. Schwartz or something. Yeah. Right, exactly. Then, yeah, keep Bien- do everything you can to keep the enemy 100%. Um, uh, but, yes, I think, I think to your point – Yes, I think Sam Howell has proven, and just to bring it to fantasy, like like if you have him in Dynasty, I think you're excited about it. I think Sam Howell has proven he's a legitimate NFL-caliber starting quarterback. Our next like, weekend. There, there are flaws in his games, but he does enough things every game where you're like, all right. Yeah, make oh, some next level okay. throws. Okay. Hey, now, I can dig that. You're almost Josh Jobs-esque. <laughs> Jobs, Josh yeah, yeah, no. Anyway, okay. no. I love future <laughs> okay. Hall of Famer Sam Howell. I've been on a... Like, you guys all mocked me in the preseason saying I'm being a homer. And I was being a homer, but I was a correct homer. (laughs) And that's the important part. All right. Tyler Lockett, our next weekend warrior. He catches eight passes on ten targets for 92 yards. And a touchdown comes in as wide receiver eight before Monday Night Football. Yeah. It looks solid. Yeah, exactly. Hey, guess what? He faced the commanders. And, you know, him and DK Metcalf, we said we we thought this was a get-right game for Geno, for DK, for Lockett. And it was. Because the commanders are terrible on defense. They're awful. 
They're not so good. They're stinky. There you go, right there. That was the uh, that was the touchdown at the end of the game. Great, Lockett. Lockett played very well. He's 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 now since their bye week, he's had at least eight targets in four of the five games as well. They're at the Rams next week as well. Twenty or more fantasy points in two of the past three games. It does feel like you feel better about Lockett these days than Metcalf in that passing attack. Much like the Lions' backfield mm-hmm. with Gibbs and Montgomery, the Steelers' backfield, both runners productive. Jalen Warren, 15 carries, tops 100 yards and gets a touchdown. Nashi Harris, Jay, 16 carries, 82 yards, and also gets a touchdown. A good day for the Steelers' backfield that they really have to lean on right now. Yes. Uh, the O-line seems to be better with Broderick Jones in there really doing work. I will say, as much as Najee Harris is my man, I don't think I've ever seen him make a guy miss. <laughs> it just feels like they have so much more juice when Jalen Warren is in there, uh, and that was reflected yesterday with, uh, with Warren. But there. I think what the positives are, and I know Matt Canada gets a ton of crap, um, but I will just say this. It feels like they're at least mixing things up here, right? Fourth straight game for Najee Harris with a 12.5% target share. They're starting to involve him in the passing game. And then Jalen Warren, 17 touches yesterday. He's now had back-to-back games with over 100 total yards. They're starting to use Jalen Warren as a runner, Najee Harris as a pass catcher. And they still obviously do the reverse as well. But I think it's mixing up the offense enough there that teams are like, oh, we don't know what. Because prior it was just like, oh, Harris is in, that's a run. Warren's in, they're going to pass. Pickett looks terrible, by the way. Yeah, yeah they're in trouble against Cleveland. Uh, yes, yes full alarm on Kenny Pickett. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, exactly. Good for the Zach Wilson for Kenny Pickett. Who says no? Everybody involved. Every fan base involved. <laughs> America. I'd, ra- I'd rather have Pickett. No, I'd Every- really rather have, though. Is Dak Prescott? Who yes, has been, he's, he's been his very past good. four games. He has been the best quarterback in the NFL. He's playing at an insanely high level uh, at the moment. He's the number one. Uh, quarterback in fantasy this week today, 37.9 fantasy points. He is just rolling at the moment, and C.D. Lamb has been typically the big beneficiary, as he was yesterday. But the other guy, Matthew, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I, you know what, look, so 51% of his receiving yards came in this game, right? He had just 165 yards on the season entering this game. Having said that, you know, it's taken a while. It's clear that if you want a a wide receiver out of C.D. Lamb, like Brandon, in the, before the year, year you were like, Gallup or Cooks, Cooks or Gallup. It's clear. Cooks is the guy there, and they're, they're uh, passing so effectively. We'll talk about Cooks more tomorrow on the Waiver Wire show, I'm sure. To me, the concern here isn't Cooks or Ferguson, and we can talk that further. It's Tony Pollard. Right, he leads Sunday Scaries for he, us. A thousand, as well he should. Like, the Christian McCaffrey joke statement is actually what Tony Pollard should be saying. Not that I'm saying Tony Pollard sucks, but just like, yeah, man, everyone scored but me, I suck. Like, that's how Tony Pollard must feel. Again, I don't think Tony Pollard sucks. I think Tony Pollard's a very good football player. Rico Dowdle scored. Rico Dowdle had more fantasy points than he did. Like, I mean, Rico Dowdle had more. Jake Ferguson more. I mean, like, it's, it's Dude, mind-boggling. Out there he's somewhere had, creeping he, up on he's him. had one game with more than 15 touches since week four. He's had one touchdown this entire year, um, and uh, that was in week one. On a points-per-game basis, he's running back 21 for the season, and that's higher, candidly, than I thought he was. Like, he's a flex play. He's a flex play until further notice. Like, it's unbelievable. We talked about Jacksonville struggles against San Francisco. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence was one of the headliners of that. Only 185 passing yards. He throws two picks. He loses a fumble. And, Jay, that trickled down all the way to your man Travis Etienne as well. Only nine carries because they were never in a run script. 35 yards. Bad day for Jackson. Just though. one of those games where just right. everything burns. I wouldn't read too much into it. Lawrence's stats since he haven't been great. I still believe he's going to turn it around the rest of the season, and ETN will be a beneficiary as well. I'm with you on ETN. I'm nervous about uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's QB 21 on a points-per-game basis so far this season. He's had zero games of 20 or more fantasy points, one or fewer touchdown passes, and seven of nine. 
Like he's more QB two, high end QB two than yep. he is QB. Like I'd rather Josh Dobbs the rest of the year than Trevor Lawrence. I think wow. based on you want to put that. I'll bet that. Fantasy points. Oh wow! Rest of the way yeah. from this point forward, Josh Dobbs over Trevor Lawrence on a points per game basis as well. Denny Carter gets lucky because I was going <laughs> to rip him a new one over Deontay Johnson, who he loved yesterday, and Deontay Johnson was stinky. I don't know if it was his fault, more Kenny Pickett, but I wanted to blame Denny. Last uh, call when we're back. Monday Night Football. Best bets coming your way. Yeah. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. It's time for last call. Let's take a look at the most bet Monday Night Football props, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. Josh Allen passing touchdowns over one and a half. That's at minus 190. Dalton Kincaid receiving yards over 51 and a half. Russell Wilson passing yards over 210 and a half. Alex Singleton tackles and assists over eight and a half. You sickos. That's at minus 175. <laughs> Stephon Diggs alternate receiving yards 50 plus at minus 700. Who's making these bets? I don't know. Who, who's sickos. doing this? Minus sickos. 700. Sickos are making yeah, these bets. You get 40 cents back on your return? <laughs> just, just, to be, just to be clear, you and I do a show with a sicko every single uh, yes, day. Yes, we do. And, and let's start with that sicko, Jay. Please tell me you have something whatever, away from whatever I do. Was. I'm going back to the sack well, um, which actually isn't great when you say that loud. <laughs> but um, thank you, Greg Russo. On. Greg Russo over okay. .25 sacks at plus 180. Greg Russo is a guy who had eight sacks last year in 13 games. This year he has 26 pressures on the season. He's still the same guy. He's just not getting home. This is a big angle that I like to take when guys' pressures don't add up to what his sacks should be. So I think that Greg Russo, in a game where they are seven-point favorites, he will get at least half a sack of Russell Wilson. Barry, yeah. what do you got for us? I got Javante Williams over 13 and a half rushing attempts. Look, he's had 42 carries the past two games, over 15 carries in both games. 
Three of the past five running backs to face the Bills have seen 14 or more carries on the road at Buffalo. I think they want to establish the run, and Williams has been getting healthier out of the bye. He's their best option. I think they run him quite a bit. Give me over Javante Williams on 13 and a half rushing attempts. I'm looking at the Bills here. Race to 25 points. I think they get there first. And the reason is I think they have to. The Bills have given up at least 18 points in their last three games. Sometimes they've given up, they have 29 to New England. The Bills are a injured bad defense right now. The offense needs to score. They need to shoulder uh, a lot of the weight here for this team. They need to get to 25 points. And if they're going to do it, they'll beat the Broncos there. All right, fair enough. By the way, just to clean up a couple of things here, there's some controversy. Bajan Robinson or Bijan Robinson, like apparently the correct way to pronounce it is Bajan, but he himself says Bijan. I don't know. We're figuring all that out. Oh, by the way, uh, Ty Johnson was with the Jets, and that's who I was thinking of yeah. when I was talking about Ty Chandler. I just, you know, whatever. I'm an old man. It is what it is. Running backs so, that are named Ty. Running, running backs that were like third string that were named Ty. <laughs> right. So it's confusing Practice Ty Chandler, squad. who's always been with the Vikings, with Ty Johnson, who had a cup of coffee with the Jets. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you definitely can't stay here. For Jane, Connor, and Matthew, good luck tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.